This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, as always, thank you so, so much for being here. Today we're talking to Karen Petch from What Karen Made. Karen makes her own jewellery, mostly earrings, using seed beads and polymer clay. Um, I actually love Karen's jewellery. After interviewing her for this podcast, which was um, a month or two ago now, I actually brought a few pairs of her earrings and I wear them loads. And I'm not really an earring person, so I think that's saying something. But anyway, as you know, this isn't um, an advertisement for the product. Instead, we're going to find all about how Karen started her business some of the challenges she's gone through and um, really importantly some of the things that she's learned that will hopefully help you so I'm now going to introduce you to Karen. So hi Karen thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure thank you for having me. Oh you're welcome can we start by you please give an introduction to yourself your business and what you sell please. Sure so my name is Karen and uh, my business is called Karen Made. It's a handmade jewellery business. I make jewellery, mostly earrings, um, with beads and polymer clay. And I've also, I did a bit of sewing, but the earrings and the jewellery is is really what I love to do. Thank you. Did you make the earrings you're wearing now, by the way? Because they look lovely. Yes. Yeah, I did. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, the, obviously, this is a podcast, not, and no one else can see your earrings, but I can no see No one else can see. They yeah. look really nice. <laughs> Thanks. So, Karen, what inspired you to, first of all, start making your jewellery? Let's start there. Um, well, I actually, when I was younger, I used to make some of my own jewellery um, with beads. So I did sort of beaded necklaces. Um, I was probably about 20 at the time, and I just liked doing it. And then a couple of years ago, I just took it up again as a hobby. And, um, you know, things had come such a long way. There were so many new techniques and different beads and I just absolutely fell in love with it again and I made so many um too many to possibly wear and at the time I had an ironing business and one of my ironing clients remarked on some of my earrings that I was wearing I said oh I made them and she could not believe that I'd made them and she asked me to make her some and she asked me to make her friends some and it just kind of snowballed from there really and and that's where I kind of got the idea that oh maybe I could actually make this into a business um and that's yeah where it started so that was probably December not this last December but the one before 
Oh, wow. So that's really new. So we're recording this yes. in March 2021. So yeah, that's about 15 months. That's so new. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's it hasn't been that long, but I've loved it. So how have you found going from what started off as a hobby to to running it as, as, as a business? So, so can you talk us through a little bit about how you did that? And then maybe a little bit also about well, actually, let's start with start with how you did, how you did that. So, how you sort of transitioned from doing this as a hobby to a full time yeah, business? Sure. So, in the beginning, it was it was Christmas time, and the school was having a Christmas fair. So, I did a Christmas fair at school, which went quite well because that was quite nice to see sort of what people thought of the jewelry. And then I opened an Etsy shop. And I started watching lots of YouTube tutorials and just general business stuff. Um, It was a a proper learning curve. I mean, I didn't know really any of of the the businessy side of it, of how to have an online business. Um, It was also then going into lockdown. So by then it was March and lockdown happened. So everything was online. So I basically just had to learn everything from scratch, you know, Etsy, social media, Pinterest, um, just basics, really. So it was a bit of a roller coaster, actually. (laughs) But um, yeah, I've definitely learned a lot in the last sort of year. And has it changed at all sort of how you feel about making your jewellery now you're doing it as a business rather than a hobby? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love doing it. I've just, there's, there's so many things that I want to make. Um, and it's nice to know that other people like the jewellery that I make as well. And now that I am doing it as a business, I kind of feel, I don't know, validated in a way. Like, like it's not just me that likes the jewellery, other people like it too. So that's really nice. And how do you find um, sort of the, 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 how am I trying to say this that how do you find balancing the actual making of the jewelry because I'm, I'm you know that seems to be the bit you really love and then all of the mm. business side how do you balance the two that, that's the tricky part um I do find that that is quite a challenge is that you're wearing all the hats because it is just me doing everything so you know as much as I want to just make stuff all day every day because that's what I love doing I can't because you've got to be on social media all the time. You've got to do your admin. You've got to, you know, pack the orders, you know, keep up to date with making sure you've got all the packaging things, you know, just all the behind the scenes stuff. Um, And then I'm still doing like a little Etsy course as well. So you need to find time to do that. And that that is a challenge. Um, There's just not enough hours in the day. Especially because there is always something to learn, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, there's always something to learn. Just learning new techniques all the time and trying different things as well. So, yeah, this is just endless. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> and, and on that, actually, um, because obviously you mentioned that you were selling beaded. You were originally, when you were younger, making beaded jewellery and now you're making mm. your jewellery from clay. So is that is that self-taught? Mm. Is that something you, you taught yourself yes. to do? Yeah, completely self-taught. So we, my daughter and I were looking into it last summer and she wanted to try making some polymer clay jewellery as well. Um, so I bought her a few little things to try and then she got bored of it and I absolutely fell in love with it. It was just absolutely amazing. 
um, to just try the different colors, the different techniques. It's really lightweight as well. So you could make like a nice big statement piece and it weighs practically nothing. Um, so lots of YouTube videos, lots of tutorials, lots of Instagram reels, and just trying stuff really um, and seeing how it turns out. It's not all, it's not all good. You know, you get a lot of duds, but, um, you know, in trying everything, you also get to know what you like as well. So that's really nice. And is your daughter still doing it now or has she moved past that? Um, she's moved on. She's now making bath bombs. <laughs> <laughs> She she made some beaded bracelets in the beginning, um, which she sold at a school fair as well. Um, she made some polymer clay stuff. We've still got a whole Tupperware full of it, and um, now she's making bath bombs. So that's good though. Yeah. It's good to try out different things. Yeah, definitely. She's a she's going to be a little entrepreneur herself. She likes to think that she can, you know, make a little bath bomb business out of it. And I think, you know, she sees me doing it and then wants to do it herself as well. So that's quite nice. Yeah, I think that's great. And obviously, I think that's a really good sort of role model for your, for your kids because um, I've actually started to see that in my son as well. He's only eight. He was talking recently about we were, we were we've got a dog and we were taking our dog for a walk. And he said to me, oh, there were so many dogs here. Maybe I should make some dog biscuits and then I could sell them in the car park oh. and make some money. And I was like, oh, my really, gosh. Yeah, I really like that. I mean, he hasn't done anything about it yet, but I just really yeah. liked that. I was like, yeah, I, I like that. Yes, that's such a good idea. Got that like spark because yes, I never would have identified as an entrepreneur or a business owner. I never thought it was something I would I would do actually ever it was never on the cards I just no. kind of felt it wasn't even an, an option so I love the fact mm. that kids now sort of sort of yeah. you know it, they from a really young age believe they could be a business owner and I just they can be a fantastic. business owner I would never have thought I would be doing something like this let alone a creative business I never thought I was a creative person when I was at school I wasn't very arty I wasn't creative and now that I'm doing it and it's a business, it's amazing. That's really interesting, actually, because often when I speak to people who are running creative businesses, and I don't know whether you've come across this from meeting others, they often say, oh, yes, I've always been artistic or and I've been, you know, been doing things for years and years. I'm just fascinated mm. by the fact that you've started doing this so recently and you've obviously got a real talent for it as well because I came across you on Instagram and I, so I can see all of your jewellery and it's just <laughs> lovely. You, you know, Thank you obviously you. have got a a real talent for it so it's so interesting it's just, that you didn't see yourself creative yeah I never never did so I don't know maybe other things just got in the way and I never explored it properly I always liked um I did a bit of furniture upcycling a few years back which I really enjoyed like just the transformation process of turning nothing into something was really fascinating and I enjoyed that but I've never done anything creative really up until a few years ago. So maybe it just took me a long time to figure it out. I think it can take a while to find your thing as well. Cause I don't consider myself mm. creative, but I, I've gone through lots of sort of creative, I guess I'd call them, I'd, I'd call them all hobbies because I don't hobbies. think any of them I want to do ever for money, but it definitely took me until I was well in my thirties to, to find mm. what I, you know, the, the mix of, that's something that I because I crochet now and it's something that I enjoy oh. and it's something that I'm good at whereas I, yes. I've tried so many things in the past that either I enjoyed or 
and wasn't good at not that that really matters mm. and they didn't stick <laughs> yeah or that I was maybe good at but didn't enjoy so yeah I think it can take a while and as you say time is such a a big thing I feel mm. like when my children were young I didn't do anything creative for years mm. because there just wasn't the time or the headspace you just don't have the time no exactly it's it's the time and the headspace you're right so speaking of being creative so where do you get your inspiration for your products from um I actually really like looking at um fabrics as well as sort of I like geometric shapes and symmetry and things like that so I just look at lots of stuff online um and last year when I was sewing face masks as well I just loved shopping for fabrics it was all online but um just the different patterns the different colors um and if I see colors I like I'm like oh I really like that combination let me try that or let me try this and then you just add little elements in as well like you know, some metal leaf or just try different things. But um, yeah, I like, I like geometric shapes. So a lot of the shapes that I choose are, are geometric. Um, so yeah, just everywhere, really. Lots of online research, kind of. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just really fascinated by that. So where people get their ideas from, because that's something I feel I really feel I don't actually have and do you ever make things bespoke for people as well do people come to you and say can you make me this bit in this color or yeah whatever I do I do loads I love doing bespoke things um different patterns shapes uh someone like if they see something that's in a particular color and they want maybe a different color then I'll make it for them or I've done one recently where a lady wanted I don't know if you saw on Instagram the sage green heart earring that I put on there on Monday so I had done a blue one before as a circle and then someone said oh can you do a heart yes I can do a heart so I did a heart in the color she wanted and she was very happy and now loads of other people like it too so um literally I can do anything so if someone's got like a top that they want to match or something like that um I have requests like that sometimes um, or if somebody wants maybe um, an earring on a hoop instead of a hook, um, I've done that. Um, just I love making them to sort of suit everyone's taste because then I know that they're going to be happy with with their earrings and it's made just for them. So yeah, I love doing that. That's really nice. And then do you, do you often do you find sometimes do you buy do you make something you know for a certain person and then you know it looks really nice? Would you then think about adding that to your collection yes yes so I've done that too as well so I'll I, I ask them first if they don't mind if I add it to the website um you know some people you, they might want to keep it just as a completely one of a kind yeah. uh, not that anyone's actually ever said oh no please don't um they're all quite happy for me to add it to my website and then you never know someone else might like the same thing that's that's happened before as well so yeah definitely just add it add it to the website and so how, how do you sort of manage this do you I know obviously you make these some items to order but do you also make batches of of jewelry as well um, I sometimes do make small batches I don't like to keep too much in stock because because there's so many different colors and shapes I could fill a whole room mm. with with everything so I do make a few small batches 
And um, I've done a couple of Christmas markets, which is quite nice because then at least I've got the stock to take to the markets. But most of it is made to order. So I just keep, you know, a stock of, of the clay that I need and all the findings and hooks and, you know, all the little bits and pieces. And then I just make it to order. So it doesn't sit around, you know, being made up already. I yeah. just make it. So how yeah. long does it and how long does it take to make a pair of earrings, say? Because I just have got no idea about about this. Um, well, the polymer clay is not too bad because if you wanted to make a whole batch, you could make a batch of them. It takes a, a few hours. So the clay takes about a, a 50 minutes to bake in the oven. So you have to condition the clay, roll it out, cut it, bake it. Then you sand and varnish the piece. Um, drill the holes, put on the findings. Um, so it's definitely a few hours to make a pair. The beaded earrings take a lot longer. So it, it's a good maybe two, two and a half, hour, half hours just to make one pair of the beaded earrings because I like the tiny seed beads. Um, and that's quite intricate because you have to sort of sew on one at a time. Um, but yeah, at least with the polymer clay, you you can make a whole batch. So if I'm doing sort of a particular color and shape, I'll cut out a few of the components and bake them. So at least then I've got the ready-made components. If I need to make another pair, they're already there. That does save a lot of time as well. Um, so I'll just maybe make two or three pairs if I think that maybe something's gonna be popular. Others, I'll just make one pair and see how it goes. Yeah. Um, because you, you just don't know. <laughs> it could can just be you, me that likes them. Can you make multiple pairs at the same time? So what I mean is if you're making to order, can you sort of do all the cutting and then bake them all at the same yeah. time? Can you? Yes. That, that's what I really like about the polymer clay is that you can make a big batch of it. So if you wanted to roll out a whole block of clay or two blocks of clay and make a massive batch of earrings, um, lots of people get wholesale orders. So... I think that is a really good thing with the polymer clay. Um, you could make as many as you like, you know, as, as long as they're fitting in your oven, go for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I'm just really fascinated by like, the process and logistics and, and things of, of sort of handmade businesses, because obviously with sort of some physical products, they're already made, aren't they? They're made, mm. and like, so with my business, for example, someone places an order, it gets put in a box and shipped out, but obviously you have to mm. then make yours when the order comes in. So I'm always really yeah. fascinated about yeah. how that works. Yeah, it is a long process and there's lots of steps in the process, which I don't think, you know, people would realise when they saw the finished product, wouldn't realise how many steps go into it. Um, uh, and lately I've also been trying to use resin as well so it puts like a really nice shiny dome of resin on the top of the piece so that's just an extra step in the process <laughs> but it's, it looks good so I like it and I think that's the main thing as well because as well as like the person receiving it liking it you have to get some enjoyment out of it as well otherwise it just yeah. it wouldn't be fun anymore was it yes exactly yeah so I, I I just, I wouldn't want to do something that I didn't like. I had an ironing business for a long time and I stopped loving it. Um, that was, people think I'm crazy for having an ironing business, but I really liked it. And also I think it's, it's the transformation of something 
really crumpled and like a bag of crumpled laundry and it just gets magically transformed into beautifully ironed wrinkle-free clothes <laughs> like magic yeah and I can I, I can see now you've said it like that I can see it because yeah I mean I'll be honest I don't really enjoy ironings so that business wouldn't appeal to me <laughs> but it, it just goes to show you have to I think you have to love what you do even if it is a business so especially mm. if it's especially if it's your business yeah. um which leads me on actually to so what are some of the things that other things that you love about about running your business and I know it's still fairly new but what are some of the things you really enjoy Um, I really enjoy the fact that I can obviously work from home that's one of the things um and I've, I've got control over everything so you know I don't have a boss telling me what to do I can make whatever I like um and just really having control of everything um and also sort of going to school and now a lot of the moms know that I do the earrings and then I see them wearing them at school and it just makes me really happy um to see that you know their outfits are complete because now they've got a pair of lovely earrings on um yeah just it's nice that is really nice (laughs) and what are some of the challenges so perhaps I'm thinking, especially things that perhaps um, you might want others to be aware of if they were looking to to do something similar, um, not necessarily earrings, but any kind of creative business. I think it's it's the challenge for me has been learning how to have an online business um, and, and to run the business behind the scenes. Like the making is easy, but it's all the marketing and being visible and learning how to navigate just your website you know that was a whole learning curve for me I've never had a website before Um, so I think it is helpful if you can do some courses um, watch lots of YouTube trainings and things like that because it is all and it it changes all the time as well like to, to learn how to use Instagram for business um, it's probably different now to even maybe what it was a year or two ago because things change all the time. You just really have to keep on top of it. So that is a challenge because it is so changeable being online. Um, but, you know, it's it's rewarding as well. So it's not all bad. Um, you just have to wear a lot of different hats. Yeah. And do you think it was helpful to learn how to run an online business while running an online business, um, as opposed to learning how to run a business and then starting a business? Uh, Yes and no, because I think maybe if I'd had time before I started to do a bit more research and to learn how to do things properly, maybe when I did start, it could have been a little bit smoother instead of sort of trying things and realizing well that doesn't really work for me I'm going to do it differently um I think it does help to do some research beforehand um for example the Etsy research of how to you know open an Etsy shop and you have to learn about all your SEO and keywords and all of that stuff you know doing it as you go along you do make mistakes but that is all part of learning as well. Um, just yeah, jumping in the deep end probably wasn't what I had planned to do. But, you know, when lockdown happened, I just had to go with it. 
Yeah, I think there's something to be said for both, isn't there? I definitely believe in doing some research, you're sort of ahead of, of time, but then equally mm. you can spend so much time doing that that you never actually do anything. Yeah. So I think, yeah, and then putting it into practice, sometimes it doesn't quite work the way you think it's going to work, and then you have to change stuff anyway. Um, you know, you just live and learn, really. So, absolutely, and I think even if you've done all of the research and all of the learning things still can and do go wrong anyway exactly and I think, mm. yeah I think that is important for people to know that you can but you can be as most prepared you know you can do all the all the learning and all the research but things still will go wrong I can absolutely guarantee it so yeah definitely and and you'll know what what works for you as well because there's so many people out there teaching different things and you can't do everything um, and you have to just find what what you like to do and what works for your business because it doesn't work for everybody. No, and I think that can take a while as well, can't it? Just to to realize yeah. what you do like and and what mm. and what is working as well. But unless you try, I guess you, you're not going to know. Yeah, it's it's all just just learning, really. I mean, just in the year I've had my business, things have changed so much. I mean, I started with the beaded jewelry. Um, then I was sewing face masks. So six months of last year was basically taken up with sewing face masks. I mean, I've made hundreds and hundreds of face masks. Um, so until I kind of put a stop to that and deactivated the listings and carried on with the earrings, um, you know, it just took a different avenue. Then I started the polymer clay. Uh, so things just keep changing. Yeah, that's quite exciting, isn't it? Well, it's good that you're yeah. so adaptable <laughs> as well. Yes. Yeah, it's great. I've, I think I've done quite a lot <laughs> the past year. Yeah, in quite a short space of time as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. But I feel like now, now I've decided, you know, the earrings is definitely what I absolutely love to do. And so I just need to concentrate on that now and not get distracted with other things. Yes. Yes, it can be very easy, can't it, to just get distracted by the next thing, whether it's like the latest Instagram feature or mm. I guess the latest jewelry making technique or whatever it is. Yeah. You can yeah. just go down different paths. Yeah, it's tricky because then you end up spreading yourself too thin. Um, like with the sewing, there's loads of other sewing things I'd love to do, but you know, I have to just choose something to concentrate on. Um, because I think trying to do both, it it just wouldn't work. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so um, I've just got one final question, Karen, if that's okay. And that's a question mm. I ask everyone, which is what mm. is your number one piece of advice for other people looking to start a products business? Uh, I had a little think about this. And I think it would be to trust your instinct and to go with what you feel passionate about or what you love to do because you can get a lot of input from other people a lot of advice from other people and people telling you what to do and or do it this way do it that way or or no that's not very nice you shouldn't do that but if you believe in it and you think it's something that you want to do just trust your gut and do it the way you want to do it because unless you're happy doing it then you're not going to put your full effort into it. Um, and then it will pay off. 
That's brilliant advice. Thank you so much. Yeah, I do, I do really like. I do really like that because it comes back to what you were saying earlier about how you just have to enjoy it. You have to because you know you, you're doing it all the time. It's it is all consuming. I mean, it just I think about earrings and making things and the business all the time. You never really stop thinking about it. Um, so I think the passion does show through as well. Like when I'm putting posts up on on Facebook and things like that and just talking about what I've made, I just absolutely love it so much and I'm so happy with the product and I think people can tell. Yeah. Well, I hope so anyway. No, I think so. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Karen, for everything that you've shared. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's oh, been really so lovely chatting. On. I will link to all of your, um, to your store and your Instagram and everything else in the show notes so other people can go and have a look at your earrings as well. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. So thank you so much for getting here and um, for spending the last half an hour with Karen and myself. I really hope you enjoyed the interview. As always, if you have the time to leave a review for this episode, that would be amazing. Um, and you can do that wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the show and that just makes sure that every new episode that was released gets dropped straight into your feed um, and you don't have to go looking for it. Um, and if you haven't already signed up to my email list, you might want to do that too. If you go to vickyweinberg.com you can sign up there and you also get an email reminder of every new episode and if there's a blog post or anything to accompany it you'll get that too so thank you so much um, have an amazing week and we'll speak soon if you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024 i really recommend my podcast host captivate captivate were my top pick when i started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.